You are getting 100% Jody on women taking the lead. How we value ourselves determines if we'll take the risks or make the investments necessary to succeed both in our business and our personal lives. Sadly, if we don't respect ourselves, that self-defeating philosophy affects our entire life. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I don't know about you, but I feel like this season is going by at lightning speed. There's so much I'm doing and accomplishing, and yet there's so much more I want to do and accomplish that I'm finding I have to be very intentional about taking breaks to do nothing. In fact, when I realized it had been years since I'd read a fiction novel, I committed to read at least one this summer. I got my Portland Public Library card, and by recommendation from the Women Taking the Lead private Facebook group, I checked out The Mists of Avalon by Marion Zimmer Bradley, and it is so good. I've also discovered the podcast Binge Mode Harry Potter, and that is just a pure pleasure. Warning, This podcast is not for children or for someone who has just started getting into the Harry Potter series. They swear and their conversation contains adult content and they tie themes between all seven books and all eight movies in any given episode. So The Mists of Avalon and Binge Mode Harry Potter, that's what I'm up to right now in my downtime and my transition time. In my business, I've also been working on putting my presentations and workshops into DIY formats or do-it-yourself formats that you can purchase right from the website under the products tab at the top of the page. I've also been working on polishing the marketing materials and documents for the executive leadership coaching arm of my business. That has been very very gratifying and fun to work on. And overall, the summer has been a nice mix of business and pleasure, and I'll give more updates in next week's month-end update on goals episode. Today, I want to talk about the connection between your sense of self-worth and your ability to achieve a goal. I want to start with this quote by Brene Brown. You are imperfect. You are wired for struggle, but you are worthy of love and belonging. From the moment we're born, we're taught the importance of achieving in life. Parents, teachers, and coaches counsel us that setting goals and striving for them is what life is all about, and it's true. Achieving goals is an integral part of a successful personal and business life. But too many times along the way, we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves, And when we can't meet those exaggerated or mismatched goals, our self-worth plummets. We beat ourselves up, forgetting that we aren't perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. We decimate our own self-worth. Forgiving others is important, but forgiving ourselves, that's essential. And do you think you're worthy? If you don't think you're worth it, you won't invest in what it will take to be happy in your career. Career happiness takes effort. You can't just set it and forget it. 
How we value ourselves determines if we'll take the risks or make the investments necessary to succeed both in our business and our personal lives. Sadly, if we don't respect ourselves, that self-defeating philosophy affects our entire life. When our self-worth takes a nosedive, we often try to overcompensate in other ways. This is also where perfection will take over. We will try too hard to show that we are worthy and valuable overpromising or making too many commitments at once and end up running ourselves into the ground to keep up appearances. Or we may give up too soon, never living up to our true potential because we just don't believe we're capable of achieving the goal. The result is frustration, overwhelm, and a whole lot of unnecessary stress. It doesn't have to be that way. So improve your self-worth by appreciating your value. You are responsible for naming and achieving your own success. Each person has their own innate gifts and talents that can enhance their career, and you need to follow your path, not somebody else's. Stop being influenced by what other people do or think. It's This is where the saying, to thine own self be true, comes from. You really have to know who you are, what you want, what your big goals are, so that you can take the actions that are in alignment and true to you. And to give your self-esteem a boost, try some of these practices. Forgive yourself for past mistakes. Recognize that at that time, you were doing your best. You learned your lesson, and now you can give yourself permission to move on. You don't have to keep reliving the same mistakes over and over again. In fact, it's a waste of time and only steals your energy. Identify your strengths and how you can incorporate them into your life. This is a vital exercise I take you through in my goal-setting product because when we leverage our strengths, we make achieving a goal so much easier. And that sounds like a no-brainer, but often we're not present to what our strengths are, and we dismiss them as common when they are far from common. Also, develop a mindset that validates you and does not diminish you. Our brain has a negativity bias, and if left untrained, it will mainly focus on what's wrong and what has not been accomplished yet. That causes you to lose sight of what is going well and what you've already accomplished thus far. Make it a practice to think about how far you've come in the past 5, 10, 20 years and all the things you are doing right now to move yourself closer to your goal. And self-compassion is a key to success. Research by Juliana Brains and Serena Chen at Berkeley suggests self-compassion may be the key to your true potential. Self-compassion is a willingness to look at your own mistakes and shortcomings with kindness and understanding. It's embracing the fact that to err is indeed human. Hundreds of years ago, when Alexander Pope wrote, To err is human, to forgive divine, he had a good understanding of human behavior. It's hard to forgive ourselves when we make a mistake. After all, we're groomed throughout our life to try to be perfect. But reality check, no one is perfect. Do you set expectations for yourself that no one could achieve only to berate yourself for having failed? Reset those expectations, give yourself some breathing room, allow yourself to be human. So start increasing your self-worth today. There are many ways to help you increase your self-worth. Some are simple things we may have forgotten to do, like one, be honest with yourself about everything 
including your expectations. Two, listen to yourself and silence the inner critic who tells you you're not good enough. Three, take a chance on something. Step outside your comfort zone. Allow yourself to experiment a little bit. Four, quit gossiping. You know you have better ways to spend your time and gossiping is actually an energy drain and will cause you not to feel very good about yourself. Five, never let anyone attempt to change your core values. It's okay if our values are different from other people's. We don't have to adapt ourselves to other people's way of thinking or seeing the world and what's important to us. We can appreciate them even if we're different. I think that's the thing. Appreciating our differences allows for everyone to be a little bit different. Six, reward yourself for your achievements no matter how small they are. Each little achievement, each little, you know, checked box, milestone, whatever it is, by acknowledging that you got that far, it gives you a little bit of momentum to keep going and, you know, go after the next thing. That's why sometimes building up some small wins are really important before going after some big wins because you build momentum and confidence to go after the bigger goals. Seven, reach out to others when you need help. Don't go it alone. I've talked about this time and time and time again. We succeed in community. We are meant to delegate. We are meant to help each other. We're wired to live in villages and to work collaboratively and cooperatively with each other. So this is how we're wired. Lean into that. Reach out to others when you need help. Number eight, make a list of your best attributes. This goes back to knowing your strengths and what's going for you. Like know, you know, what can help you be successful and lean into those things. Number nine, ditch the negative naysayers who are pulling you down. You want to be around people who, while they may not agree with everything, you know, that you say or do, they will at least give you the dignity of, you know, asking questions curiously rather than being sarcastic or telling you why you won't be successful, they'll actually help you examine your plan and your thought system to set you up for success or realize if you need to approach things a little bit differently. You'll know the difference. In one conversation, you'll feel put down. And in the other, you'll feel although the person may not be on the same page with you, that they're at least trying to help you think things through and they do want to support you and they do want you to be successful. Number 10, remind yourself that you have the power of choice, right? You can make the decisions for yourself. You can make a decision and then change your mind. It's all up to you. You get to decide what success is for you, what you want to go after, how quickly it needs to be achieved, and what it needs to look like. Many of my clients suffer from setting unrealistic expectations for themselves. The remedy that I recommend is a good dose of self-forgiveness for any perceived mistakes and tons of self-care. For one person in particular, I suggested she imagine herself as her three-year-old self and speak and relate to herself as that child to curb the self-abuse. You're less likely to think abusive thoughts towards yourself if you're thinking of yourself as you were as a child. You would be amazed at how this simple practice can work wonders for your overall self-worth. 
And also self-worth doesn't come from something outside of yourself. It comes from within. So why not try to make every day Thanksgiving? Be thankful for the talents you have. Be thankful for each day that you can truly live and learn and rediscover what brings you peace, joy, and fulfillment. And I'll leave you with this quote from Chris Carr. Your self-worth has nothing to do with your craft or calling and everything to do with how you treat yourself. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.